Hey everybody, this is Richard and uh, I'm coming to you from Ecclesia Center and this is the Prevo Podcast, uh, episode 10, 11, something. Anyways, so uh, we took last week off because everybody was sick. I couldn't even talk uh, and everybody was real busy with, with uh, uh, lives in general. So the next few weeks we're going to take some time off the table talk and we're going to be really focusing more on the journey of the different people in the nativity. Or the Christmas story. So uh, I'll be speaking on Mary, Mary next week, and then we'll have uh, Kyle speaking on Joseph the following week, and then Larry's going to pick up uh, the manger and all that cool stuff. So it's a really good series. You guys should really make sure you're here to hear it. We're going to go in-depth on uh, the journey of these different people getting to quite possibly the, the greatest story ever told. So, uh, But during the next few weeks, I'm going to be sitting down with different people in the church, uh, mainly the elders, and talking to them about the By Faith series. So that's what the podcast is going to be for the next few weeks. Uh, starting in January, we'll get back to the, the normal thing. So uh, I'm here with Steve and Barbara Berry, and they've been kind enough to be the first guinea pig. So thank you all so much for coming and being a part of of this the first time this you is welcome. You this is really welcome. neat like i remember when i came up with this idea i was like this is going to be great and then i'm like i don't know if y'all want to do it or not so here we are so um you guys listen we've been going through by faith larry's talked about um revelatory actions and 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 the different steps leading up to in this circle really that mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. guys have heard so yeah tell me what what have you guys gotten out of this and and where have you been at over the last three three months really I've been really excited about this series. Um, you know, faith is one of the most important truths, I, th- I believe. I mean, if you had to rank things, faith is right up there. It's the only way to please God. It's the uh, way we receive our salvation or anything else from God. Um, it's the only way to come to God. Only way to come to Him, yeah. So many times... Uh, when Jesus did a miracle, he said, hey, it's because of your faith that you're healed or whatever. And so I think that Christians, they, as a church in general right now, um, the ones that don't have that revelation, they're, 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 nothing's happening. And the, 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 there's no gas in the engine. They got the car, but they're, they're not going anywhere because right. there's, no, there's, there's no drive to it. And uh, so I love I love faith I love the teaching of it and I'm 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 so excited and, and I'm I'm thrilled. Larry presents it in a way that I it makes me think because he doesn't he do, he never presents he never goes to there and says this is what the Bible means by this he pulls the whole thing into it and puts it into a a new context that really make you uh, it opens up things. I mean, there's no way you can look at faith wrongly. So, so many people they think oh it's faith if you just believe anything anything you believe you know you're you're in faith right and that, that that's that's not biblical you know you have to you know i guess um it's it's so easy to um to, the gospel is so simple and so easy that we we forget where people are before they get it sometimes mm-hmm. you know but the the truth of the matter is is that the gospel is a revelation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gospel um, is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. Romans says, and Jesus made the made a parable. I pulled it up here just because I I, I wanted to talk about this about the sower that sows the word. You know, the sower sows the word. Some falls on 
the wayside. Some Mark four, yeah, Mark four. It's in uh, it's in all the gospels, but Mark four um, is is one I like. That but, might be the first actual biblical reference on this podcast. Like we never talk about oh, where it's sat in the Bible. We oh, just talk okay. about the story. So, well, uh, well, we can cut out all the Bible if you want. <laughs> no problem, but, but no, I just uh, you know the revelation is being sown. I mean, Jesus. The, 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 the revelation of the gospel is being spread out, and it's dependent upon us. That last, the last uh, principle that we've learned here is is being receptive, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what what is not being receptive other than being stony stony ground or being weedy ground or being the roadside where we're not receiving in the seed at all? You know, though that's unreceptivity. You know, that's 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 something that that. Jesus is talking about, hey, the kingdom of God is like this. It's like you plant a seed and it grows up and it produces fruit. And that's how all the things are in the kingdom of God. But it all it happens by faith. And so am I rambling? You're wonderful. Okay. I remember David told a story just a, a couple weeks ago. Um, we were actually going up to see the symphony up in Clemson. Okay. And I had a car full of teenagers. And David was being typical David, and he was talking to all his friends, and he goes, isn't it awesome, you know, when you're talking to Daddy God, and he's talking back to you, and you just have this wonderful communion going on. And one of his friends looked at him and said, I've never had that experience. Mm. I've never had God talk to me. How do you know when God's talking to you? And um, and so David said, well, you know, well, read read Romans 10. So they went, now this is a Christian, they thought they were a Christian child growing mm-hmm. up in the church whole life. So they went home and they read Romans 10 and they said it made them cry because they realized, finally realized that this was something they had never done. Mm -hmm. They got the revelation that, oh, I need to believe and I need to confess it, need to believe in my heart and I need to confess. And they got this incredible revelation and they went and they got saved. And they're like, they called up and said, I felt him. I felt him. For the he first actually spoke time to me. In my I've life. never realized this. It's real. It's real. You know, just the yeah. excitement, hearing the excitement in, in in somebody's voice once they all of a sudden mm-hmm. come to the revelation that oh. But, they, but you, you look at the steps. They had the revelation. They did the action. They have this wonderful relationship with the Lord. But it was only because they were at a point in their life where they were receptive to receive it because they had heard this all their life growing up. Yeah. They had just never been in a place. And it was sparked by Daddy God, by my son saying, you know, Daddy God, I don't see him that way, is what right. they were saying. I don't, I don't have that relationship. Which, they don't have that revelation. They've never, they haven't come to know God in that way. And there's so many people that they they have a hardness, a shell about them. This world makes us have a shell. I mean, yeah. we're, we're going, we go through landmines in life and it causes us to be really skeptical skeptical about everything and and not believe in anything and not and just be closed off but um but the truth of the matter is 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 that God is a loving God he's mm-hmm. a good God and he his plan has always been for us he 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 he's a giving and a loving father that takes care of us and everything he does is for us he doesn't do it for him he's not selfish he's not and so many times you, you see people, they read the Bible with, with that wrong thinking cap on where they're looking and saying, oh, look, at he destroyed the whole earth because they, because they weren't doing it his way. And, oh, look, at he, he, he took away their this or he gave leprosy to so-and-so or he caught, told them to kill all the bad people. And, 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 and they, they put God in a, in a light of 
like he could do wrong, you know, like, like, like his, like, that's what he wanted, or that's what makes up God. And that's, that's, that's not it at all. You read, you read the Bible just as an ignorant person saying, I, I've never read this before. I want to see what it says. And you let it tell you, it gives you a completely different picture of God than that. You know, you, you reread through it, especially when you get to Deuteronomy and I'm rambling now, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> you read Genesis, you read Exodus, you read Leviticus and Numbers, and, and sometimes you're going, okay, I'm getting a little bogged down with all these rules and all this stuff. You get to Deuteronomy and Moses goes ahead and sums it all up. And he says, this is what happened, and this is what happened, and this is how it happened, and this is how you responded. But this is what it is. God loves you, and he wants your love back. Mm -hmm. Never before had it ever said, love never came into the equation until Deuteronomy. Leviticus never talks about God's love. Genesis doesn't even talk about God's love. But you get to Deuteronomy, and he says, it's a law. This is a law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your mind, and with all your soul. Why? Because he loves you. He wants a love relationship with you. And he ties in everything else around that. And you say, oh. And it's so powerful. You know, Jesus, is, he always quoted Deuteronomy. He didn't quote all the rest of those books. He was He's a Deuteronomy man. And we ought to all be Deuteronomy people. <laughs> that's, that's where God pulls it all together so wonderfully with love. It's yeah. cool. I like what you said about David. Uh, your your son, um, and in the story, of the trip to the symphony, it, you know, it's the relationship he had with those kids, and yeah, you know, absolutely. that led to the receptivity, right? right. Because I, I feel like you, I mean, they could be hard and hard, hard, and hear what he says, and it still is just going to bounce right off to absolutely. off of them. But it had mm-hmm. to be he has to have that relationship with them, yeah, before they're really going to be re- receptive to it. I mean, you know, I, I think about. Uh, a, a movie I saw a couple years ago, a couple years ago, and and it there was a street street preacher, and mm-hmm. he was getting frustrated because he never got through to anybody, and, and the truth was he never got through to anyone because he didn't have that relationship right, with those relationship people. With you know, right. you, the receptivity is not going to be there. But I mean, and again, and that's not yeah. a fix all because no. even Pharaoh had a relationship with with you know with Moses, and he's he was still pretty hard to it. So. Um, so what about you guys? Like, have you guys seen your faith in, in in its actions? Have you have you seen these principles really more clearly lately, or have you seen some things become really jump off the pages of your story, your story that fits into really the the principles that that Larry? Because I mean, you know, I think for Susan and I, we're like, yeah, that's a that you know we've lived this life and we're doing these things and then once you understand these principles then all of a sudden these principles are jumping off the page mm-hmm. of your of your story mm-hmm. of our story you know so we always talk about uh it seems like on the podcast I'm always talking about you know our journey here yeah. in Royston and in Franklin Springs and uh-huh. how we've stayed it here for some reason we can't get out like you know and then you look at <laughs> you go and look at, you go and look at it and then you start seeing these principles jump out at you so I mean, for you too, have you seen where, you know, maybe your by faith has, has become more apparent or? Hmm. I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Well, it's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like being on the podcast with Larry. He asks those questions. You're like, ah, I wish you wouldn't ask I that. told him, I, I said ahead of time, I said, now, you, you know, we're going to get personal here, Steve. So we got to really think about where we've been because um, we've been on a journey for a long time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. ever since 2013 when the truck burned. Right. And, um, and that, you know, we would basically lost everything 
in 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has just been amazing. Yeah, Absolutely he's, amazing. He's held our hand the whole way. Day by day, yes. walking, you know, walking out through faith. And we're at a, at a point now we've never been, you know, just in our family and just with the business and just the blessing on our life is, you know, it's, it's just enormous. We're, um, mm -hmm. we just stand in awe of, yeah. of what the Lord's done in our life. I, I, I hate tooting my own horn. I, I, and, and well, that's why I brought you in. But, but, but the thing is, is, is that, you know, the, the Lord says that to him that has more will be given. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I feel like um, we're always at a growing point where there's always more to learn. There's it's never a place where you you have it, you know. And and it just seems like life itself, the changes and changes of season in your life and 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 everything. It 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 causes you to be to look at all of life and the Word and your relationship with God from a, a new perspective. Every time you open up the Word, it's, it, every time I open it up, it's mm -hmm. it's it's. There, I'm I'm looking for for something that I missed the last time I was right. there. You know, I'm I'm looking for okay. Uh, What's that verse put, saying put, to put, me today? Yeah, put away that preconceived stuff. Uh, is am I, am I do I got it? Am I doing it? Is it there? Um, so I'm thrilled. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like we we're, we're still growing. I feel like a I still feel like a kid. You know, you get older and you just look older and you look in the mirror and you go, oh, I'm older, but you don't feel older inside. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like a kid. You know. A, a babe, so um, uh, I I don't know. Um, well, I think I think the 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 store I drop by it on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. you know, and and it just it's exciting to me to see it, more and more people. Like I feel like I see, you know, I drove by there a couple weeks ago, and there was like five or six trucks out front, and it was clear where they were at. They weren't at the biscuit place. They were right. definitely with you guys. But all I could think was, I mean. I mean, you're you you know we're Kathy always brings up we're, we're we're given a measure of faith, yeah. And and I think you guys have a, that's a really great story of how, you know, your relationship with the lady uh, whose husband passed away and had the 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 uh, the business and yeah. and she was willing she was receptive to what your idea and what you wanted to do. You know, I, to me mm -hmm. that that speaks volumes. You know, and and like Larry was saying today. Uh, as as we sit here the Sunday after Thanksgiving, um, you know, he was talking about today, the test is not for God and for you, it's for other people to see. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. about the truck burning and, and, and you know, and your your daughters being in Atlanta and and the craziness that has been Atlanta over the last few weeks and, and just the yeah, it's right. to me it's powerful that you your guys' faith, your measure of faith has put you in this position. Oh, well, we laugh. I mean, we, we have stuff come at us now that five years ago just would have put us under. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh, well, we've seen God handle this for us before. You, you, you know? never feel like it's you because it really isn't you. What is faith? It's trusting in God. And yeah. God is God is the one that he's the one that does it each time. He, he gets bigger and bigger. That's It just seems like he takes care of you better and better. Um, I'm doing the same thing that I did the last trial. You mm -hmm. know, it's just that doesn't change you know you, you go oh help yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh help you know what are we gonna do now and whether he gives you a word and so wakes you up and says hey you have insurance for this or hey walk this go talk to so-and-so whatever whatever it is if you just 
you go, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think of us as being super big faith people. I I felt dwarfed at my table today. We had a table discussion, and, and they were just going off, and I'm just saying, wow, I love the relationships that these guys have with the Lord. It's amazing. We, uh, just, just, you could just, one one person would start and say, yeah, the Lord was speaking me that exact same scripture. And then somebody else would jump in and I'm going, whoa, I need to get on this page quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm supposed to be hosting this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, wait. Uh, but, um, well, that, I'll so, be honest with you. When we talked about this table host thing and this whole table discussion, I mean, that's what we wanted, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and that's because we know that as, as, as we share our faith and we share our measure of faith, other people's measure of faith becomes more visible to them. Yeah. You know, I, I mm-hmm. don't think we see our full, we don't see our full visual, you know, our full measure of faith. Right, right. As, as, as things are more revealed to us, you know, the more revelation we get, the more we well, see our measure. Well, faith comes by hearing the word. And so, right. you mm-hmm. know, the more you spend in the word, the more, the more time you spend with him, the more time you spend in relationship, you know, your faith grows. Mm-hmm. And it needs to, yeah, it needs to grow. We have a measure. We all do. Jesus was the only one without measure, right? Right. And but that doesn't mean that you're stuck with the measure you got. And really, it's there's nothing impossible for us if we'll believe. And if we'll just go ahead and seek the Lord and push in a little bit, there's nothing that can be there's nothing out of our reach mm-hmm. for any one of us. I I've always kind of felt like Later on in my life, now how late can you go? I don't know, but later, You're not old, dear. right? Later on in your life, <laughs> I, I'm going to be doing the things that I was praying that I thought I should be doing when I was young. But the Lord always said, "Wait, wait, not yet." He always kind of, he always kind of made me see that it was going to be later on in my life, and I always kind of was bucking against it then. And now I'm kind of excited about it. You know, yeah. we're coming up on, on things, and and so, yeah, it's, his it's, his way is best. You well, know, it's cool. I mean, Steve would get. Prophecies from people about, oh, you're you're going to be a giver. Everybody kept saying, and Steve's like, but I want to be a missionary. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you give to the Lord, Steve. But but Lord, you know, I like rice. I want to go to China. And this was in, you know, when he was twenty. Right. But um. No, actually, that's that's the reason I knew I got saved because I was said that was one of my negotiations with the Lord. I said I don't want to go to China, and I don't want to have a little loop on the back of my head and handing out flowers at the airport. If you can assure me that that's not going to happen, I'll become a Christian because, you know, yeah. I didn't know what a Christian was. But I saw these loopy dudes at the airport handing out flowers, and that wasn't what I wanted. Right. Yeah. But just to hit our millennials here, uh, yeah. that was uh, uh, the, the Hare Krishnas. Hare Krishnas. Uh, right, yeah. And and, yeah. and so I, I really felt like, you know, that was dangerous territory, becoming he was also a Christian. 16 at the time. I, I, yeah, and I also raised Catholic. I had no idea what I was getting into. I just knew that. I, I prayed about it for a good week before I said yes. And as soon as I committed my life to the Lord, all of a sudden, all my wants and desires changed. All of a sudden, I wanted to be a missionary. Whoa. Right. I didn't, still don't want to hand out flowers at the airport. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, it just, uh, yeah, China, I, I would love to go to China or any other place or, or do whatever. But, um, but that, uh, that desire was not there before I was, before I found the Lord, you know, so that, that was kind of a sign to me, whoa, he can change your heart, mm-hmm. you know, he can make you different. So That was a revelation. A revelation, that's right. <laughs> and a revelation you didn't want to be a Hare Krishna. Well, that's oh, he true. already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, no, 
I, I think that Romans 10, the word of faith which we preach, that if you, you know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, that, that it's that this word which we preach, it's not someplace else to get. It is in our heart and in our mouth. It is in our heart. Our heart gets a revelation. That's that's what it has to get something. It, it it's it's a word. It's 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 a it's an idea, but it's it comes from from the the word or from the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, we get this, and and it becomes part of our heart. And we go, oh, I can see it. I understand it. Oh, well, if that's true, then and and it demands our response. And and sometimes that's just a confession. You know, that sometimes that's just. This is what I believe, and you speak it out. And an unspoken, unspoken belief in your heart doesn't isn't there. It doesn't doesn't do anything. It's it's the with our mouth confession is made unto salvation. That means that salvation wouldn't come. I mean, with your heart, you're you could be righteous, and maybe in the end you'd be saved because you're a righteous person before God. But salvation is for here and now, right, right. now. And so you, if. You know, you could get you could get it all in your heart and not do anything with it, not have that revelatory response, and 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 what it does, what what happens if you don't have a revelatory mm-hmm. response? You know, it just faith without works is yeah, it's dead. Yeah, it's dead. I, I, I think about Larry was with the teens one night. We were, we were all talking, and one of them said, uh, "How do how do how do I see a miracle?" And and his question response back was and. We all know Larry. Larry just, you know, and it was almost like he knew that question was coming. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, are you asking for one? Are you are you verbalizing it, you know? Right. Um, and do you need one? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, if if you want to see it and it's needed, are you asking for it? Uh, and Because that, that's biblical, mm-hmm. you know? So many times you can work out your own miracle because you don't need a real miracle. You can work out your own things. You can find some end of play that where you don't need God. That's why I think that on the mission field, miracles are so more pronounced and so, so more frequent. You hear about people coming back and, oh, this happened and that happened. Those people don't have an end run. They don't have some other way of getting help. It's either God or it's nothing. You know? Right. And, they don't have the emergency room. Or... Right. And, and I, I think that... Sometimes we're too quick to uh, to. We don't really want a miracle. We want yeah. we we want to be fixed. We want it, we we want it fixed. And I think that if we're seeking a miracle just so that we'll believe, it never happens. Mm. And that's that's the wrong way. If you're if you're ex, if you want a miracle before you're going to believe in this God, don't don't expect it. Right. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen because somehow God always makes a way for miracles to look like they could have just been done some other way or. He, I, I believe that miracles are a calling card for 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 truth for for people that are are willingly and open and and, and ready to hear. But skeptics, a miracle is never the answer mm-hmm. to a skeptic. It, it just never will be. And and God has made it that way. He he, you know, Jesus rebuked those that were coming to him. We'll believe in you if you just show us. Just show us, and we'll see in the Bible that Jesus never. He said, "There's no miracle going to be shown you, except." The sign of Jonah. He's going to be the only one. Three days, I'm going to rise out of the ground. But that's the only miracle. Because... Well, just think about Pharaoh. You know, when when he's chasing chasing Moses and mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. and the and the Israelites, like he sees the sea is parted. Like he sees these miracles. He sees a pillar of fire. You he, know, you know the, the 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 locusts and all these. Things. Mm-hmm. I mean, these miracles that actually happened, 
and he still didn't see them. It was it was almost like he was blind to right. them, and he was his his heart was hardened. Yeah. Right, because at the very beginning, God allows his own magicians that weren't with Moses to go ahead and duplicate some of it. So all of a sudden, God, you know, takes that miracle and and makes it less i mean god doesn't want us to be miracle believers Mm -hmm. he he wants us to believe miracles follow faith they don't precede it you Mm -hmm. know you don't you don't believe we had um one of our nieces (coughs) our adopted nieces was was on the mission field and she went with uh with ron loose with team mania years ago oh yeah and their group there was um a young girl that was and and i don't remember she had um gotten in with, and I don't remember what the group is, where they cut off the believer's hands and they cut off their mm. arms and things. And her arm had been cut off by a machete. And, um, and so they were, the whole group was around her and they were all praying for her. And in a period of about 30 minutes, they watched the arm grow out and the nub for a hand and then the fingers and the complete arm. Right. Well, they were so excited. And when they came back, they were going through because they had a photographer there. Mm-hmm. They had an actual person. But none of the pictures caught her before or after, beforehand caught her on the side that showed she didn't have an arm. Wow. And for some reason, when he was taking pictures of them praying, none of the pictures caught what was happening to her. It just showed backs of people or sides or things. And so there were plenty of pictures of her afterwards. With both, you know, beautiful arms right. and hands and everything, and um, and they were so disappointed because they said, "Finally, we can show people this miracle," and and Ron Lu says, "God doesn't need that, right? You know, he he's he's bigger than that. He doesn't need that." But we believe in miracles, big time. I believe in miracles. Absolutely. I just, um, it's not to prove God. That's that's really where it's at. And, and so, you know, I've always told. Let my kids understand that it's it's. Well, they've seen miracles. Yeah, they've seen a lot of them. It's faith first, you know, and then the miracles will follow. Mm-hmm. The feelings will follow, the joy will follow, everything else will follow after you have the faith. And how do you get the faith? It's it's really simple. It's the revelation. You have to have the revelation. You got to read it, and understand. The gospel is the revelation of God's plan and love for us. The fact that He were. He's not seeing us as sinners. Yes, we are sinners. Yes, we have fallen, but that he has such a, a love. You know, if you're, we always sing these songs, Jesus loves me, this I know, Jesus loves me. Find that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You'll find it once or twice, maybe, and it's kind of weak. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of weak. But God's love is all throughout there. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, um, not according to by a righteous, but according to his mercy, but... I'm thinking of loved ones. Usually I can think of 12 loved ones from God. But God, if you if you just go God's love, type that into Google, you'll find tons mm-hmm. and tons and tons and tons of verses on that because that's his character. It was his idea. It's not that Jesus is delivering us from his mean father. No. God the Father, even in the very, like we talked about today, he he asked Abraham to sacrifice his only begotten son because he planned for all the earth to be blessed through faithful Abraham. And Abraham's willingness to sacrifice his own son gave legal right to God to sacrifice his son through Abraham for the whole world. 
through a man. I, I really believe that, that it had to be. He had to find somebody obedient to do that so that he would have a legal right. Because God always works legally in our earth. He never, everything he does is upright. There's not going to be any way to say, oh, he did it wrong or, or he did something a little off. No, God does it exactly right. He made covenant with Abraham. His covenant partner was willing to sacrifice his son, his only begotten in obedience. God was able to do the same thing for us. And I, the gospel is, is that God so loved us. He knows that it's a lousy world. He knows that there's, not because he made it that way, but because it's fallen and sin and because of the devil and because of hate and because of corruption and because of all the things that have been in here. But that's not his plan for us. He's got such a much better plan for us always has and it hurts him when we hurt and he he he's excited when things go right in us but he's made a way and he's made an equal way for all of us but it's through that way of faith and you'd be amazed at the power of faith and the power of believing if you just all of a sudden read it and say okay he said that's how it is i believe that's how it is and i'm going to i'm going to walk that way i'm going to i'm going to watch as i believe such and such scripture or such and such thing when I was a kid, I was I, I never got an A. I got all the best grades I got were C's. I got mostly D's, and my dad said he'd pay me five dollars for every A. And I never he, I never got a five dollar bill in my life until I got saved. And I was reading the Bible through. And I read it through, and I read about Daniel, and about the four if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and God made them wiser. Why? Because they're super smart? No, but because they ate vegetables and because they wouldn't do it the king's way. They right. were doing it God's way. I said, well, becoming a Christian ought to, ought to at least kind of be like you're doing it the God's way and not the world's way. Why can't I be the smartest? Mm -hmm. That first class I took was <laughs> geometry, and I set the curve in geometry. Mm. I set the curve because, number one, because geometry isn't based on any other math. You don't have to know right. how to do everything totally else. totally different, yeah. Completely different. So I had a fresh start there. But also because all of a sudden I wasn't the dummy anymore. I was going to be ten times smarter. I set the curve for the first time in my life. It's like jaw-dropping. But that's because I didn't, see myself, I didn't see myself as a dummy anymore. I said, I'm going to be like Daniel. I'm gonna be, this is, this, that was the first fruit of becoming saved is that I don't have to be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so... It's just catching a revelation, believing it and saying, well, if it worked for him and I've got this, who has some, more is going to be given. I had the faith that I have been saved, that I, I watched myself be transformed. Now all I'm going to do is add something to it. I'm just adding the idea that God can make me smart, you know, based upon something I've read. Just adding a little revelation to it. All of a sudden, now, you know, it changes everybody's perspective of me. It changes my perspective of me. It, my dad pants me a $5 bill. He goes, what's going on? You know, it's it's pretty pretty neat how, how it all works. And so, you know, it's a, it's a journey. But, well, I bet that was interesting. In a, I mean, was your home still a Catholic home at the time? or We weren't ever really strong Catholics. Yeah. We were um, Christmas, Christmas and Easter, Easter Catholics. Um I didn't find God at all in the Catholic Church. I, 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 it was religion. You felt kind of good after you'd been there because you were kind of being good and maybe... You felt religious. Felt religious. But I found God when I was 16. You know, I found him um, 
my aunt had gotten me 10 Steps to Christian Maturity. She was a Catholic aunt that came out when my mom died, and she was at UCLA, and somebody had gotten her saved <clears throat> and at, on the campus. And so she gave me the 10 Steps to Christian Maturity by... Uh, by uh, Billy Graham. Now it was uh, uh, Bright, Bill Bright, I oh, guess. Bill Bright. Uh, Campus Crusade. Campus Crusade. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I went through the 10 steps of Christian maturity and still wasn't going to be a Christian until I made some promises with, you know, God showed me I wouldn't have to be a missionary and everything else. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, so um, the Catholic home part of it, no, it wasn't until I, until I went off and started going to other places that all of a sudden they said, no, wait, you're Catholic. And then they explained right. to me that I was going to go to hell if I didn't continue to go to the Catholic Church and everything else. And so they had some early testing there that, that I had to get through, you know. But I knew when God touched me, he touched me, and he, he wasn't Catholic. But then when my parents moved and they said, we demand if you're going to be under our roof that you're going to go back to the Catholic Church. And I said, okay. And I felt like I was honoring my parents. Right. And I went back to the Catholic Church for a few years there. And I found God there. He was just as much there as he was out of there. It's just that I had never seen him before because I never understood, you know, well, you who had I new, was. You had a new relationship. I with had him. a new relationship and with so God. Your receptivity had had changed. And I found I found Catholics that were saved. I mean, they were just as saved as I was, and they loved God. And some of my most powerful, wonderful, blessed friends are still Catholics. You know, um, but um. I dated a girl one time, and in, 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 I think I was in middle school, maybe. Uh, no, I know I was a freshman in high school. Uh, this is before I moved and met Susan, so please, this okay. is pre-Susan. Sure. Uh, and uh, her, her, her family was Catholic, but I didn't know it. And yeah. so as I would spend more time with them, I was like, man, you guys just have, like, I always thought Catholics were, like, old and staunch, but, I mean, they were lively. and I mean, yeah. he was strict, you know. I mean, right. we, I had to ask his permission before I could even – come over or before we could go to the fair together, you know, I had mm-hmm. to, but you know, at the same time it was, I, I've, I have all these friends who have views of Catholics as these, you know, old, dark, staunch people. And I'm like, no, they're just as alive as, as anybody else. But the, you know, there, there is that dividing line for some yeah, of them absolutely. too. No, there so. definitely is. There's, there, there's saved Catholics and there's unsaved. And I don't know why we're talking about that with faith, but except that, you know, faith covers everything. I, I, I probably learned the beginnings of my faith from some of the Catholic, saved Catholic kids that I was a part of. But, but the um, no, the truth of the matter is, is that they're saved Catholics. I, probably they're saved Mormons. Probably they're saved everything because it's not about our doctrine that gets us into heaven. Right. It's about our relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think that Jesus is inclusive as far as he can be. It's just when a Catholic says that it's my salvation is by going to Mass and my salvation is by <laughs> taking communion, then all of a sudden they, they hijack right. themselves because that's not how... That's, a Catholic that believes that their salvation is in the Son of God and, and, in, and in the sacrifice of his life instead of theirs on the cross and that God loves them. And, you know, that revelation transcends all denominations. There's, mm-hmm. nothing, there's nothing that can stop that truth. That's what it is. So... Well, I will say this. You asked where, where, how we got to the Catholicism thing. And, mm-hmm. and that's because I was, I, I think it, I think it's awesome. I, I tell Larry all the time I'm envious of him because he's, he's, he was born in a pew kind of that mm-hmm. mindset. You yeah. know, he's just always been in church. You know, um, I, I have these things that cross my mind that he's never even thought because he's just never been, you know, and so I, 
I would say it's you you started this out talking about faith is just in everything and you mentioned just a moment ago but you did start there and and you're exactly right you know that's something as as those of us who are on the podcast on a regular basis we came to the realization we were like why are we talking about this and we'd be like well that's because faith is in everything these these principles are in everything if you are looking for them and you know what you're looking for so I think it's it's awesome for your story and and for y'all's story together to note that it's your view of well faith is just in everything that's hard mm-hmm. for someone who hasn't been in the faith very long to see however you are a testament to the fact that you 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 found salvation you you found Jesus you finally you finally turned around and saw that the 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 lion and the lamb were chasing you and and yeah. you received them and then you had this faith that led honestly to something as simple as better grades but became a testament to those around you and and your relationships grew I'm I'm positive of that mm-hmm. uh just because our relationship has grown and and I know that you're one of those very consistent men in this world and 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 I'm sure that things were the same at the time. So I, to me, you know, I, I listen to certain people talk and I'm like, I don't know if you're really listening to yourself. I don't I don't know that you really believe what you're saying, but you are not that. And, and, and I was excited to have you on this podcast because you just have this 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 very peaceful and this very somber uh, faith. Uh, the the roaring lion that is 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 roaring in a whisper, uh, <laughs> and and I love it. And so I love your idea that you started this with faith is just in everything. Uh, I wish you could. I wish the people who are listening could just see you because you're just the look on your face was like, this dude isn't just saying this; he knows this, uh, and that that's that's phenomenal. You're you're you guys have an awesome story, and and I'm grateful I get to to be someone who is on the outside looking in and and will one day testify to that. Hopefully not in court, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't don't look too closely at our scene. Right. <laughs> well, listen, th- thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Seriously, uh, you guys are are so awesome. Uh, and and our 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 church body is very lucky to have you um as elders and and as even if you weren't elders, even as as leaders in our church and uh you know, you're I'm very grateful for that, and uh, well, we love Ecclesia. You know, we just love our church, love yeah. our pastor, love everybody in it. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just I well, call it the the jewel of Northeast Georgia. You know, we're just this. I feel like we're this hidden jewel. We are that people just have to find. Yeah. You know? Well, thank y'all so much. Oh, thanks for having us. All right, and yeah. uh, listen, we'll be back next week uh, with somebody. I don't know who, but we'll have somebody on. Uh, and we will go back into what is people getting? What are people getting out of the by faith series? Again, come back to Ecclesia this Sunday. Um, I, th- I think I'm speaking honestly. I should know it's in seven days, but I'm speaking on Mary. Uh, uh, Mary's and, journey. Yeah, Mary's journey. It's gonna be great. Cool. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until then, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>